Hello, and welcome to episode 99 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse. I am your host today, Karine Tovmasyan, and with me is my illustrious co-host, Steve Morton. Hello, Steve. Good afternoon. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, not so bad. It's, it's nice to see you again. And, it's lovely and sunny outside, so I've been um, exercising by pushing lawnmower around yesterday, which was fun. <laughs> I, I would like to see photos of that more. I think we should post some for the podcast when when we do actually publish this one. People would like that. Today's episode is going is is not going is is being called the Someday Maybe podcast. And Steve and I decided that we wanted to do a podcast on what what I normally refer to lovingly as his rainy day list. But also we wanted to pair it with a question that came in from a listener from Dominique Kasovitz, who wanted to know, and I'm going to read her question to you here. And she says, in those episodes where you discuss living out of multiple planners, I would have loved to hear you speculate on the question, at which point it is useful to amputate one section, topic, etc., and split it from your everyday binder with the calendars and appointments and rehome it in a whole separate planner. She said that she was still specifically thinking about sports or fitness in general, but would also apply to things such as gardening, seasonal house chores, or routines. And when, when I saw her question, I suggested to Steve that at the, that point in the routine section, we perhaps pull out our rainy day lists, which I call them my someday maybe lists. Steve, what do you, what do you lovingly call your lists? To be, you know, for the future or someday or whenever. <laughs> It doesn't have a particular name, it's just a list. <laughs> he doesn't, clearly, he has no name for it. <laughs> yes. Just list. That's typical Steve Morton. And uh, she, Dominic wanted us to know if we would have to carry around both binders, in other words, one that has the calendar in it to work around having the second planner, or do you duplicate the calendar to the second planner? And then, of course, she said she would have massive issues with keeping two identical calendars. Who wouldn't? And, and it would mess with her head in the long run. Yes, it does. And so here we are, Dominique. We are episode 99-ing this for you. And I think that Steve and I will handle this with all the professionalism and despair that we regularly do in the podcasts. And so I'm, I'm going to start with the concept of should you, shouldn't you, right? Should you separate your planner into another binder because now you've got so many pages of a topic or a category that it necessitates the use of another binder. Here's how I know if it's going to be a tab or if it's going to be a planner for me. If I find myself using more than 10 pages and requiring more pages added onto it, I think that that's going to be a separate planner or binder, depending on the course that you're using. But if I see that I'm actively using something and I found myself wanting to add more and more pages, then that becomes a standalone planner. In, and so that would the information would that get segregated into a new planner and off it would go onto the shelf as a reference manual for whatever research, project, topic, category it has now been designated for. 
a tab is allocated in the planner for me when I have a set amount of pages and I know that I'm only going to be using those pages as a reference. So if it's, for example, a health journal or a weight loss journal or a work journal or something master task list, for example, those are all tabs. I'm looking at my planner now to see which ones I have a writing podcast tab. I have a notes tab. Those are all tabs because I don't need an entire planner dedicated to some notes that I'm writing for a podcast. Maybe eventually, maybe we get to the point where we have so many notes that I need to have only a podcast planner. But for right now, a tab is working out for me. And the calendar exists only in my main planner. I never take it out. I never move it around. Uh, if I need to have some kind of calendric reference to the new planner that I'm designating, then I will do as my friend Steve Morton says and cross-reference. Steve, where do you draw the line on whether you're going to create a new binder or planner or tab? How do you know which, are you pulling out the label maker or are you pulling out a new planner? I think sometimes it might start off as a, a new tab and then as these things tend to happen is it, it might develop to such an extent that you realize that this is going to be a bit more than just a couple of pages as you get further and further into the project or whatever it is task one advantage of course of separating it out from your current sort of normal everyday planner is if you've got desk space of course is you can have both of them open at the relevant pages at the same time you don't have to keep flicking backwards and forwards between them because if you've got a scatterbrain like mine, you tend to forget what you've just read or something. You're trying to copy something down or whatever. It's far easier to have both of them open at the same time so you can sort of refer back to one or the other and, and so easily. And as I say, if, if there is a particular calendar event within your uh, task slash project planner, that were or binder um, then cross-reference the notes between the two you know so people know you know which if you've got a, a whole separate binder for this thing you can re cross-reference the, the particular section or the particular page um, and that makes it easier so you don't get lost in the depths of the thing and you can quite quite easily sort of flip between the two I strongly advise against duplicating your whole calendar because that is fraught with, you know, it's one, it's extra work for yourself and something else is bound to fall through the cracks where an appointment changes and you, you do it in one, but you've, you forget to do it in the other and, and vice versa sort of thing. And it's just a lot of extra duplication really where if you just cross-reference the two, then it works. But also the cross-referencing also works if if the extra pages are a complete new section of your current planner. You know, it's very easy to sort of cross-reference things there. And uh, an idea that you've come up with it before is using the dreaded word context again to so you colour code the thing accordingly. So wherever that project comes up on your sort of weekly planner, daily planner, whatever, you give it a little particular coloured star or, you know, it might be a sticky star for all we know, you know, a little sticker or something like that or a particular coloured pen or something. Um, but if, you, you know, 
carrying extra pens is, can be a bit of a faff, whereas a sheet of stickers is dead easy. Yeah, and, and if you have, let's say you're doing a home remodel and you've decided that you want to create an entire planner for your home remodel. That's fine, and you can put all your contracts there and you can put all of the details of which colors and fabrics and so on. And anytime something is scheduled, let's say you pick the color blue for your home remodel. If it's highlighted in blue on your calendar, you can very quickly see when there is a home remodel issue that's being addressed in your daily calendar or monthly, weekly, whichever format you're looking at. And, and that's why I really, I agree with Steve. I think not only does it defeat, it defeats the purpose of having a planner as you're duplicating your work, but it really makes you a slave to now not being productive, being counterproductive, doing extra work, and then having to be forced to continue a system that doesn't support the kind of lifestyle that you're trying to create. So I think both of us are unanimously against having the second calendar. And what we're going to push for is having a, a binder that you can just put all of your projects in it, whether it's exercise or whether it's uh, other categories that you want to have. So long as there's no calendric context to it, that's fine. If you do want to have some kind of calendar involved with it, then go ahead and just cross-reference, as Steve said. Now, one of the tabs that I do have in my calendar, Someday Maybe list. And uh, on, on my Someday Maybe list, I have the following points, Steve, and I, I think we referenced what article was it? I think it was a quickboost.com, uh, productive things to do and board list. Hmm. We'll, we'll link the article um, when we're done. I kind of looked over their list and I thought that was fun. And I can imagine a scenario where some people might be asked to stay home for long periods of time Steve <laughs> or let's say it's raining or let's say there's nothing to do and you're bored and so I pull out my someday maybe list and I'm, I'm gonna call some of these out Steve see if you have any of them do you ever have the call long distance friends thing do you ever have a day where you just sit down and make your long distance calls I've certainly been well not necessarily call but certainly making contact with others um, a lot more um, in last week or two because you know we, we're sort of uh, in this situation at the moment we're not hearing from people or not meeting up with people as we normally do you know i'm not meeting up with my uh, friends at my sort of weekly french class for instance so we're keeping in touch with each other via social media or emails or whatever that way sort of things so it's that's quite good yeah I do those and then I also make future travel plans because in my downtime I'd like to think about where I'd like to be in about six months or eight months and then start making those plans or at least collecting the information for hotels and flights and seeing where I'm going to be going and how much things are going to be costing. Um, I have here to work on a habit. I include whatever habit it is that I'm working on and add that in there. I add learning a new skill. I have here learning a new language because I am, in fact, learning Japanese. That is my new language of choice uh, for this year. I have a list of books that I am reading and I try to catch up on those books. So that's something that I do in my Someday Maybe list. I listen to podcasts and if you ever feel so inclined, you can listen to The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planetverse in whole experience from episode one through 99 would be as of today. 
exercise and meditation. I also set goals. That's another one that I like. Most people like to think that they're setting goals for the following year, but I say, why don't you just pretend that the month that you're in is January and just start again. If, if whatever, for whatever reason, your goals have failed you, set the, set the record straight and clear and just start fresh. I also take time to meal prep. I don't know if you do that, Steve, but it's, you know, preparing meals in advance and having those set up. Uh, I schedule appointments that can be scheduled now more virtually than ever. And um, what else do I have here? I have, st you could start a virtual business and you could productivity plans, planner planning, right? Setting up how your planner is actually working. Uh, take a walk and then declutter, declutter the home is part of my list here. One of the things I've been thinking about doing is um, sort of self-training, you know, through books or any online courses that you can mm. tap into. I came across one that I um, signed up for some while back, but never I got round to doing. It's done by um, Franklin Planner uh, people. I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But look, it's free. Um, you can just sign up. And you can, it's one of these ones which you can do in various steps, so you don't have to dedicate a, a whole day to it. You can do right. it in over several days, which is quite good. But, uh, and yeah, must... what else is what's on your list, Steve? As far as um, the the list, you don't even have a name for it. Can't well, take you anywhere. One of the things that I've been keep meaning to do and never got round to do is to update my um, planner collection list, which sounds a bit grand, I know, but if if nothing else, it just keeps me with what's in the dreaded cupboard and I don't have to keep sort of hunting through boxes to find a specific one all the time because they're not all the boxes aren't labeled which is a bit of a I think that that might happen um, in the next maybe week you could create might... la labeling your boxes as one of your activities yeah. um, <laughs> have label maker will uh, will travel or something <laughs> but um yeah, there's an also there's quite a few sort of been little tasks that have been put on the back burner for some while now that I really need to sort of get back to doing. Um, another one is um, to go through and check the links on various web pages on the blog and see if the sites that are, that are being linked to are actually still alive or not. It's um, a perennial problem where blogs disappear and websites disappear or they change they re reorganize the site and of course the page i'm linking to has either been moved or disappeared completely sort of thing so you have to go and hunt for the same information somewhere else instead so do you have any other uh activities that you do at the house are there um projects that you delay doing as a result of weather so that you're actually doing them when the weather's inclement yeah mainly sort of stuff out in the garden uh, although we're, we're just starting in fact to um, rearrange and reorganize our bedrooms which is a bit sounds a bit grand i know um but it's that's involved moving a lot of stuff out of one particular room to start with i've ended up doing like a project plan for this because you can imagine if you're doing all three rooms at some stage, you can't do them all at once. You can't start it all at once. So it's all got to. Be, I've worked out what order it's best to right. be done in, which tasks to be done in what order, and printed that off, and yeah. then we're yeah. sort of literally going through each bit and sort of ticking it off, sort of thing. 
Um, but the, the bit we're in at the moment is to sort through all our books. Uh, they've all been moved out of one room. I've built a whole new set of bookcases for that room. And now we're moving all the books back in there again. And in the process, we're actually sorting through them all because they were rather dusty, let's just say. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you can imagine what it can Well, get like I, I found that also... Yeah, I, we have the same problems, and I have the problem with dust collecting on my files. And so what I do is I twice a year I go through my files and I try to see if there's really anything I can throw out. There is really no need today to keep that much information, paper information. Um, I, I'm a big fan of being able to scan things and store them, uh, but at the same time I understand the need for actually having the originals. In some cases, certificates and licenses and that sort of thing uh, need to be kept in their original format, passports and so on. Um, I think one of the things that people might want to consider doing while they're home is making a an emergency planner or a home planner. I know you and I have one, Steve, and I, I enjoy using this and it really details all the emergency services that you would have in the area, who you would reach out to in case there was an emergency. Is there a plan if everybody's not at the house and you all have to meet in a certain location? Is that pre-designated location clear to everybody and they understand how to get there? Perhaps um, an envelope with some spare cash in it to be able to help out because maybe ATMs will be down at that moment and you will still need to get from point A to point B. Um, I, I know you and I spoke this week and I'd been teasing you about putting air in the tires and I just fueled up and you had fueled up your car and uh, I said well don't forget the air and, and Steve turned to me and said oh no you don't understand I have that on a schedule with the oil change and uh, the windscreen wash right he does so he has them all on his on his little planner and that would be a lovely separate planner that you would have that doesn't need to have a calendar access Right, so these are standalone items that never, I mean, unless you're going to schedule when you're doing these things, when you're setting up this planner. In other words, Monday I'm setting up the household planner section, I don't know, section emergency numbers and so on. Um, but other than that, you don't need to have a calendar section to this. And especially with exercise, meditation, sleep journals, that sort of thing, dream journals, I don't think... Um, calendars are needed in, uh, in terms of being able to live off of them. Now, there was that one article, gosh darn it, Steve, do you remember the one guy that created the boxes and he had, um, it was almost like a star date log that he had on his little <laughs> boxes. He would put these, how many days he's been alive is what he had calculated. And each day had how many days he's been alive and that was his star log or star date, whatever it was, his Captain Picardness of it all. Uh, That'd be a big number for me. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a calculator online that you plug in your birthday and it tells you how many days you've been alive. And so he was using that as a regular way of counting what dreams he had seen that day, how much food he'd had, and how how much waste he'd produced. And, and it was just this little, and all of it was captured in a monthly, in a month view. So he had divided up this box into little diamonds. He had created little quarters into the box and each contained a little number or a little doodle or a little whatever. I'm gonna to have to find that article and link it back. Um, it was really interesting though, how he had done it. 
And so there's ways of tracking this stuff without having to have a calendar involved. And I urge you that if you're going to set up a separate planner, don't put a calendar in. Yeah. One of the couple of things I um, for the car, I've got a small pocket Filofax, which has got sort of information that I need to remind myself about, you know, things like tire pressures and what have you, mm. the type of oil I need to get. But I also record when I do um, fill it up with fuel in there, sort of date, amount, cost, and the sort of miles or kilometers in my case. Um, one of the things I did just before Christmas was. Um, sort out all our keys for the house and put them into a, like a key box which is in like a numbered thing and there's a, like a list of what the keys all are all for because it's amazing how many keys you have for a house beyond just at the front and the back door sort of thing um, amazing how many there was but I've also created a house manual as well which sounds very organised I must admit but it's if something was to happen to Alison and myself, our son would at least know, you know, where where you turn the water off, how the central heating works, um, where the electricity comes in, in and out of the house, where the phone lines are, you know, all the sort of nitty gritty sort of things about, you know, the sort of knowledge, if you like, local knowledge, is captured in this document, um, with photographs of of things which is a bit bizarre you why have you got a photograph of your of a tap in your thing oh that's the the tap that turns the water off <laughs> the mains water into the house sort of thing or where you turn it on as the case may be those um, portable so, those portable printers would be great for something like this mm. wouldn't it have you seen the ones that just print on thermal no, paper mean, and yeah. it's sticky paper and you just sort of mm. that would be brilliant because people won't know it's also useful for guests not just emergency situations but if you ever mm. have guests saying house sitting for you you yeah. can just hand them this book and off they go i've seen that sort of thing in airbnbs you know where you go to an apartment or something like that and that, mm. they give you all the details what TV channels are on, which buttons and what have you on TV and um, what have you, and, you know, where to put the rubbish and what day the rubbish is collected on and all, you know, all these small bits of information that go into sort of running your house, you know, every week or every month sort of thing. Um, it's amazing how um, much information there is to be gathered together once you start writing it down you think gosh there's just so much more information here than i ever sort of worked out sort of thing um and but it, it's not something you need to sort of sit down and sort of work at sort of continuously it's it's one of these things you can keep adding to as things sort of change sort of thing which is is good good in that sense and then of course you can print the thing out or sort of send it to them, put it in a shared folder somewhere so, you know, the people that will have a set of keys to the house will know um, what to do with them sort of thing. <laughs> right. I remember we discussed this a few episodes back where I was telling you that I had a family member who I needed to go help at some point. And 
I walked in the house, never having been in that house, not knowing where, what extra keys are, where anything is. And having to piece this information on my own was absolutely exhausting um, while trying to get them help at the same time. So if anything, if you, you all are sitting at home and wondering what you're going to be doing with your spare time, here is something that you could put together that will be very useful um, for the next time you're found yourself sticking around at home. <laughs> Um, luckily, this this uh, podcast is not one that gets delayed for any reason other than our own schedule. So we're good in that in that sense. <laughs> I've been, it, it's a similar sort of thing when, when you're in a um, job situation where, where I've been sort of parachuted into people's sort of roles a couple of, two or three times now over many years, where the previous person doing that work isn't around to ask. So you have to sort of almost reverse engineer what they've been doing for, say, the last three, four months or whatever, by looking back through the files and then sort of thinking, right, so this is what they did here. Right, I've got all, I can see all the stuff that's in the in-tray now, but it's not sort of, we start at this point, it's partway through this job. So right. what have they said before? you know what at what stage is this project or what stage is this job and you have to sort of sort of tentatively sort of work your way forward and sometimes have to go back a bit and then go forward you know right. so you have to work backwards and say right i'm sorry if i'm repeating this question but can you tell me about this sort of thing my my accountant my accountant calls that the hit by bus theory right what would happen yeah. if one of your colleagues were hit by bus how would you know where to start and i think that would be another clever project to do whilst everyone is at home is to create a list of usernames and passwords for not for yourself but for your for your family so that they would be able to access the sites that you would want them to access in the event that you're not home, you can't get home, or for whatever reason, you're incapacitated. And I, I know we've mentioned this hundreds of times, but if you're looking, you know, the question came up from Dominique as to um, when I should create a separate tab versus planner. If you're going to create a separate planner, here are some really helpful ideas of what you can do with your downtime. Of, on, obviously on the sort of passwords and that sort of thing, that's quite sort of sensitive information that if you do have some form of um, lockable safe or lockable place at home that you are going to entrust a key of that drawer to your guardians or whoever, then that's the place to keep that one. <laughs> don't let it get into the wrong hands. Yeah. You know, don't drop it in the off outside somewhere. Hide it under a rock. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> With an arrow pointing that says there's nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> Wildy coyote style. <laughs> right, right. So in, in terms of uh, questions, Dominique, I hope we've answered your question of when to establish a tab at versus when to establish a planner. I'm a big fan of creating a tab until the need for a planner arises. I always say start with a tab, unless of course your tab is taking up half your planner. If you see that it's taking up half your planner, it's time to consider getting a new planner. But I'm always of the mindset that less is more initially because you don't know what your plans will be two, three months down the line. So initially starting a tab is cost effective. You are beginning to handle and develop new materials. And if you see that this is a growing item, then you move forward into a planner. 
this is where to a certain extent ring planners come into their own in the fact that if it builds beyond a certain point you can easily move all of those pages into another binder and if you're going somewhere and you need some specific bit of information but you don't want to take the second binder with you you can pull out the relevant pages and just clip them into your existing one so it's, it's sort of you know a movable feast in modular terms of, right yeah modular that's the that's the better word you can actually sort of chop and change stuff um around qu quite easily if need, if you need to take the whole thing then there's no harm in sort of extracting your normal everyday stuff that you won't need for that particular day out of your current normal binder and just clipping in the other it's, it's funny that you say that because my default is ring binders and yeah. i do have some notebook style planners but those are the ones for example mm. the one i have in the car is a notebook style planner mm. because i'm not i'm not first of all i don't want to be worried about how i'm banging it around in the car second of all mm. it's just logging miles so i really yeah. don't care i can have pages and pages of the same miles log there's nothing i'm going to in, need to mm. interchange at any given no. point but uh, but that brings us, I think, to some sort of conclusive end to this this episode, episode ninety nine. And so, Steve, I ask you, are there any final words you'd like to contribute to the Plannerverse regarding tabs, planners, and everything else that we do on rainy days? I think we've covered it more or less as I anticipated we would, and I can't think of anything additional to um, to add to the fun. So where can we find you on the internet? This is the only place you will find me these days is on the internet. I'm no longer outside walking about as I used to. Um, on the internet, I'm on Instagram at Karintovmasyan, ThroatPunchResumes.com, Planerology.com, and of course, sneaking behind Steve at Filofaxi, making bunny ears at him. Steve, where can we find you? You'll find me in the usual places of Filofaxi.com, TravelersNotebookTimes.com, and Mr. Farley Faxi on Instagram. And but before we go, folks, don't forget to take a look at our Patreon page. Our numbers are building and we're getting a lot of support and getting lots of good ideas floating around between the folks there, which is always good. And thank you to Esther Van Antwerp for your recent donation. I really appreciated it and it was lovely meeting you at the first ever PlannerCon. So don't forget, folks, if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it and share it. Bye.